Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Ian with Dream Falcon Gaming Podcast, Season 3, Episode Whatever. Um, If you haven't been here before, the show is pretty much this. I get on, I ramble about all the things I want to talk about. Video games, nerd stuff, whatever may be the case. Um, Animes, 3D printers, the whole kit and caboodle. Whatever I really feel like ranting about at this time or talking to myself about um if you've been around last episode we talked about why i've been gone and why i take random hiatuses um i'm gonna call them hiatai because it sounds cooler um but yeah so we got some interesting stuff to talk about and last week i did this weird intro that wasn't really an intro this isn't a very structured podcast this is more of me just talking to myself and the like four people who listen i think i'm up to five now i don't really know my podcast uh software doesn't really tell me how many followers i did air quotes like everybody out there could see it oh goodness all right um anyway that's what the show is about i come here to ramble uh sometimes i do episodes in order sometimes i don't with that out of the way we're going to start talking about, uh, what do we got? Oh, the Ender 3 Max, the new, the, the new printer I got that I already kind of destroyed. Um, all right. So once again, if you've been around, you've heard me talk about all these printers that I have, and I'm always constantly getting more and selling old ones and researching new ones and other stuff. Um, so now we've come to the Ender 3 Max. Uh, Ender 3 Max, It's if you listen to my video about the Ender 3 Pro, the Ender 3 V2, not a video episode. Good Lord. Um, anyway, if you've listened to those videos, I said it again. If you've listened to those episodes, okay, all right, good. Then you know what they're about. They're budget-friendly, starter, beginner. If you want to have a print farm, they're good for that too. But they're good all-around printers that come in a standard size. So the Ender 3 Max is exactly what it sounds like. It's an Ender 3 that uses all the loving, endearing qualities of the Ender 3 Pro with some upgrades. It prints bigger. It has a different print head on it with another fan. Um, Overall, everything is pretty well standard uh price wise you're talking between three and four hundred depending on the time of season um 3d printing uh as a whole is kind of a pseudo volatile market uh prices can go up and down based on demand and with chip shortages and all this other stuff that's going on there's some of the prices are a little inflated but it's not the end of the world um, back into what the printer is, it's pretty large, uh, considering, and I've never had a large format printer. This is kind of my first jump into it. So this one is a 300 by 300 by 340. So all the way around, it's about a hundred millimeters bigger, um, print size wise than your Ender 3 Pro, your 3v2, your Elegoo Neptune, um, any of those standard size, kind of 200, 200, 220, 240 printers. I can't remember exactly what they are. So that's the big caveat right there. It's huge. Um, 
we can do bigger things. I've been wanting to print some larger helmets, uh, kind of cosplay stuff. I don't cosplay, but I like printing swords and shields and having to cut them into smaller pieces to fit them on my printers got a little annoying. So had the money in the budget, bought the printer. Uh, comes with a textured build plate, uh, glass, which we've all known, come to know and love in this day and age in printing. It's, it's pretty nice. Um, until, you know, you destroy it, which I'm getting to. Um, comes with the upgraded extruder, uh, run out sensor, got a couple of fans on the print head, which is nice. Uh, helps with the cooling going over the larger bed. Um, there's more room for air. So having good cooling is important. The screen is the old uh, rotary knob with the Ender 3 Pro kind of layout. Uh, if you have an Ender 3 Pro or if you've been around 3D printing for 15 minutes, you know what the screen looks like because it's probably the most popular screen out there in terms of usage. Uh, the CR6SE and the 3V2, they upgraded their screens, um, which is something you can do with this printer. It's just something I obviously haven't gotten around to yet. Um Comes with updated springs for the knobs. It still has the leveling knobs. I know. Gag. Why doesn't this have an auto bed leveler? I don't know. I'm not Creality. I didn't make the printer. But if you can level a small printer, you can level a large printer. It just takes a little more love, care, and attention. Or you put an auto bed leveler like a BL Touch or a CR Touch on there and, uh, yeah, go from there. All in all, the printer works great in theory. Um... I haven't spent a lot of time with it because I killed it. So getting to what I did, uh, this episode is going to start with the market of talking about the 3D printer, as I've been doing, and what I did to destroy it, which comes down to the age-old adage of uh, measure twice, cut once, or in the 3D printing world, level twice, print once, watch your first layer. So let me get a sip of the old coffee real quick. I'm a loud swallower, apparently. Um, It comes up really high on the microphone, so I apologize for that. Um, So what did I do? I leveled the printer. Uh, Well, for starters, I built it all up. It's pretty easy to put together like any other budget 3D printer. It's some screws and putting a gantry on. uh, Not too difficult. Go through, check all the hardware, make sure the little roller bearings are good. um, Make sure your belts aren't too tight, etc. So I get it all built, get a couple of test prints done. Level's pretty good. I try doing something a little bigger. Um, Well, uh, when it comes to bed leveling knobs and springs, larger bed printers have an issue where they don't hold level as well. And there's a larger surface, so getting the level across the whole thing is pretty difficult. It's kind of tricky. I should have re-leveled and I didn't. So came down, started the print, uh, had some other stuff to do. And then I ended up not watching my first layer, which is like a cardinal sin in the 3D printing world because your first layer is God-tier stuff, right? Like if you have a clean first layer that looks like a silk blanket, you are you are top-notch printer. Um, and the foundation of it makes sense. So if you have this printer... Or if you're 3D printing anything and your first layer is garbage, chances are the rest of your layers are going to be garbage. It makes sense. I mean, you don't build a house and put it on crap foundation. Um, That's just not smart. So 
typically anytime you start, you get that first layer watch out of the way and then you're like, all right, I'm good. Well, I didn't do that. I had stuff to do. I've been using printers for about two and a half years now. I'm like, I got to figure it out. It'll be fine. It wasn't. Uh, I came back downstairs to check my print and I had printed the entire first layer of my print into my textured glass bed. So now I have a nice um, chamber outline that's dug into my brand new printer's bed. Not a terrible thing. Uh, It's only like a $50 mistake. Um, And I think I can still use the print bed. Uh, I kind of haven't gone back to that printer yet because I'm a little annoyed. But I think I can still use it. Um, And if I can, it'll be cool because uh, then I'll always have this reminder of doing smart things with your printers instead of the dumb things that I do, uh, sometimes, but that's where I'm at right now. I gotta, I gotta kind of take the printer down and rework it a little bit and, uh, try to see if I can get this bed to work. Otherwise I'm going to order a PEI sheet, uh, flexible magnetic kind of thing. And I'm just going to run with it. I have those on every other printer I have that's FDM and I am going to run with that one. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the gist of the Ender 3 Max. Like I said, I don't really have a lot of time with it. Um, I mean, for every, if you want to print big and you're comfortable with the Ender 3 platform, just get the Max. Don't let my mistakes steer you away. Uh, I'm sure that printer is going to print a million percent uh, fine with everything I want it to do. It's just I need to take more time with it. Um But yeah, that's the Ender 3 Max, Uh, and with that, I'm going to uh, end this episode. Just kidding. No, I'm not. I have more stuff I want to talk about. Uh, What else do I got going on? And then, uh, again, if you haven't been part of this yet and this is your first listen, you can go back and listen to every episode. Some of them are very structured. I only talk about a printer or whatever. I don't like to do that. I just like to talk until I have things to run out of talking about. And then, uh, I end the episode and I go into the next week, but what else do I got going on? Um, I just got an Ender three pro sent home with me. Uh, A family member of mine offered it up to me. So shout out to him for letting me take that and add it to the, to the printing factory in my basement. I'm sure my, uh, I'm sure my wife's happy. I have another things to to tinker on. Um, gonna put it together, uh, do some upgrades on it. I'm looking at maybe I haven't really done many printer conversions. Uh, I don't typically upgrade my printers a lot more than like hardware springs, some, you know, some bed leveling stuff. Um, I kind of stick to the basics because the more upgrades you add to your printer, the more that can go wrong. And I don't really like doing that. I like getting them to print really crisp and uh, letting them go. But with this one, I think I'm going to do some stuff to it. Uh, I'm basically going to make an Ender 3 V2. So it is going to cost me more than it would to buy an Ender 3 V2 again. But I kind of have some free some free play with this printer. So I'm going to see if I can make it work. Um First thing I got to do is uh, get it get it cleaned up, get it assembled again, and uh, get it printing. And then once I have it at that point, I can kind of start doing the upgrades. So maybe a new screen, some different firmware. Uh, might drop a different board into it. Uh, Big Tree Tech is pretty much the foundational name in um, 
foundational is not the right word, but big tree tech is the company that does a lot of the board upgrades. And, uh, I think I'm going to slap a new board in it, maybe put a fancy screen on it. Uh, you know, really, really bore it out, if you will, make it pretty cool. You know, LED strobe light, make it play music, make me coffee. Uh, if I could figure out how to do that with a 3d printer, I'm in the wrong line of work. Um, but I'll figure it out. Uh, what else do I got going on? I've been doing a lot of resin printing. Um, I talked last week about the Facebook page I just built. Um, if you follow the Instagram, if you look up Dream Falcon Gaming on uh, Facebook, it'll pop up and it'll show up there. And, uh, you know, if you if you like to see what I got going on in the printing world, you know, definitely go check that out. It's it's out there. Uh, if you're on my friends list, I've probably already invited you if you even have a remote interest in what I do. Um, but. I just printed up this pretty cool model from Cast and Play. It's a uh, Ravager Worm. I'll send the my mini link factory. I'll put it in the description so you guys can check that out and see what I'm talking about. Uh, just printed it up, got it all primed up today, and then I'm hoping to start maybe painting it tonight if I'm feeling froggy. But I don't know if I am or not. Uh, we'll see where that goes. So that's what's going on in the resin world. I don't know what the next model is going to be. Um, I'm working on my own stuff. I'm working on some sci-fi scatter terrain kind of stuff just to kind of, I want to, I want to get to the point where I can design my own stuff and, uh, get a little better at that side of it. Cause 3d printing stuff for people is really cool. It pays the bills and I enjoy it, but I really want to be able to make my own custom stuff and I'm getting pretty good. You know, I can make door hangers for stuff in my house. Uh, if I need a paper towel holder, I can, I can knock that out real quick. So if you need a, if you need a basic paper towel holder, I'm your guy. Um, I can make a pretty fancy cup holder. If you are uh, drinking your beverages from a Yeti Rambler cup, like I am shout out to Yeti. Uh, you're probably not going to sponsor me cause you probably don't listen to this podcast, but you know, you never know, put it out there. Um, But yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on des- uh, designing some different things. Other than that, the other thing I wanted to talk about in this episode, since it is a gaming and podcasting and, you know, everything, this has become my hobby podcast. I should really just call it my hobby podcast. Um, but we're where we're at now. So before I get into the new game that's coming out that I'm pretty, or it's already out, um, I'm waiting for it to be available in my local store. But, uh, before I get into that, I just finished, uh, the Claymore anime. Uh, if you haven't watched Claymore, it's about 26 episodes of goodness. Um, dub and, you know, dub and sub for you, for you people out there who like to read subtitles. Uh, I, I, you know, I know that's the true way to watch anime, but I don't have all that time and I don't read that fast. Um, either way it's up on Hulu right now and, uh, I'm sure you can find it in other places. It's a little older. I don't have the exact date when it came out and unfortunately they ended it and likely won't pick it up. But if you are into a pretty brutal, uh, anime and you're looking for something, that can definitely hold your attention for 26 episodes. I highly recommend Claymore. 
uh, if you haven't watched it yet, like me, uh, prior to watching it, it's you're missing out. I'm just going to say it here. You need to be there. You need to be watching it. Um, that's just the way it is. Nothing more to say about it. Go watch it. It's great. Um, so that's the one I just finished. If you have any recommendations for other ones, please, for the love of God, provide me more things to watch. Uh, jump on the Facebook, jump on the, you know, the Instagram. If you know me, shoot me a text. Um, let me know, let me know what I should be watching. But with that, uh, the game, I am very excited. It's a tabletop game, uh, being put out and I am super, super excited about it. It looks pretty cool. You're going to hear me clicking my mouse in the background because I'm actually on their website right now. Um, it's called Moonstone. So if you are a tabletop gamer or familiar with it and you've played like Malifaux, it's a little, it's the closest game I know of that's, that's related to it. And like hardcore tabletop gamers are going to be like, well, that's not what it is. That's you're wrong. It's nothing like Malifaux. It's more like blah, blah, insert title here. I don't know, man. I'm just going off what I know. Um, anyway, whimsical fantasy skirmish game for two to four players. I know. Whimsical skirmish fantasy. Woo. Sounds, sounds real hardcore, right? Um, anyway, it looks amazing. Uh, the models are phenomenal from what I can tell. Uh, looking at their website, they have humans, goblins, gnomes, fairies, giants, and trolls. Um, they have all sorts of different kind of little characters that they do, uh, some fantasy storylines and scenarios that you're going to go through. They also have terrain and other things that they're selling in their store. Um, but for instance, and I'll link the, I'll link the website in the description so you can go check these models out, but they are amazing. So like the goblins, for instance, their names are Beaky Bobby, Vicious Midget, and Doug the Flatulent are three of their goblins. Doug the Flatulent, I'm just going to tell you right now, even if I don't play this game, I just want that model. It is a goblin holding a jousting spear with a shield riding on a pug. So do with that what you want. I think you. I think that alone right there is worth to buy, paint, and display for everybody to see. Um, what else do they got? They got mushrooms and mayhem goblins. They got booties bilge goblins, which is like a pirate theme. And then they got it's a, a fire spitter and a grub. Um, as far as humans, you know, they have, uh, they, they take kind of like a renaissance look. So they have the barony, they have tumble down street, uh, rags to riches, which you can kind of put together what these, what these names are model wise. But, um, all in all, I am, I am super excited about this game. Uh, I'm sure the game's going to be amazing, but I'm excited about the models. Uh, the models are high quality resins. They, they look phenomenal. The sculpts are great. I mean, you have uh, fairies flying around, you have goblins riding on pugs, you have enlarged barons who look grotesquely huge giants and trolls that look like they're straight out of a storybook. Like, I mean, you just, you can't go wrong. These models are amazing. And, the game itself is going to be awesome. 
one of the things I'm excited for with the game is right now, if you go to their website, which is moonstonethegame.com, and again, I'll link it, but you can go into their resources tab and in their downloads, and you can play this game for free. Now, you won't get the models, but you'll get uh, paper standees, which again, there's a lot of games out there that use paper standees. You just print them out on a piece of paper and put them in a little thing. Um, but these ones they make so you can fold them in half, uh, and they stand on their own, but they have, as I'm looking right now, the basic rule set, character stack cards, custom card decks, character paper standees, uh, the official errata, and then they have the Grimble, Grimble snatch scenario and the bookworm scenario, um, all of this is available for free on their website. You can go in and download the PDFs, print off the character standees, get yourself some dice and, you know, some terrain or whatever, make up your own terrain, and you're ready to play. Um, that, to me, for a company that is trying to sell a game and get people interested is awesome because let's be honest, the entry point for a lot of tabletop gaming is pretty high. Uh, if you're a Warhammer 40k player, what do you do for a living and how do you afford to live uh, playing that game? Not to get into the whole GW bashing thing, and I refuse because that's not what this is about. Um, it, at the end of the day, there's games that are kind of spendy to get into, um, but like any good hobby, you know, it, it takes a little bit of a cost investment. So having something like Moonstone, which is, it may not be your cup of tea as far as like a genre of game goes, or like, you know, you have your models that are fairies and goblins and gnomes and whatever, like that may not be for you, but the fact that you can go on their website and download all their stuff and play for free, just not having the miniatures is awesome. I mean, I, I don't, I don't care who you are. Um, and then once you get into their pricing, like say you actually want to buy a starter set or you want to buy, you know, you want to buy some models, they have a two player starter set right now comes with humans and I believe goblins. Yeah. Human goblins, um, card deck rules, pamphlet, blue energy counters, measuring widget, uh, seven, four sided dice and two, six sided dice. So everything you need to play and uh you're talking their you know european uh based company so they use different currencies 65 pounds i believe is what that is if i'm wrong i'm sorry um but yeah i mean the entry price on this isn't bad at all uh in terms of cost to play the game and like i said if you really want to you can play it for free uh, as long as you got a printer at home or you know your local library will print some stuff out for you for like 10 cents a page you're not really hurting. Um, but yeah, it, it looks to be an exciting game. Uh, like I say, I'm waiting for it to come in stock at my local store so I can get into it. And then once I actually get my hands on it and get my hands on the models and be able to paint them and actually play the game, I'm sure I'll talk about it more in the future. Um, but with that, this is the real ending of the episode because that's all I wanted to talk about this week episode. I'm not even going to say week anymore. I'm not going to pretend that I think I, nope, not going to do it. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, so we talked about the Ender 3 Max uh, and me being a not smart printer. Uh, we talked about the Ender 3 Pro that I'm going to convert and do a little work upgrade on. Uh, and then we talked about the awesome game coming out or that's around right now, which is Moonstone. And if you're interested in any more of those things or the 3D printing hobby or tabletop gaming or painting or whatever, I am always open to chat with people about it. Uh, any of the nerd stuff, I say nerd, it's probably, you know, whatever at this point. But I think if you find anything in life that you enjoy doing, you should do it. Uh, and, you know, whether somebody thinks you need to be different or, you know, whatever. If you got something you like to do and you want to do it, then by all means do it. And who really cares what anybody thinks about it? So with that little nugget of life uh, knowledge and wisdom and a little bit of unsolicited advice, I'm going to end this episode for real. Appreciate you guys for coming. As always, stay safe and enjoy the rest of the day.